This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. The ethanol industry and refiners have long fought over E15 gasoline. That's a type of gasoline that is 85% unleaded gas and 15% ethanol. Now, you may not see the E15 sign at every gas station, but it's available in 30 states and can be used in vehicles manufactured after 2001. Refiners and biofuel supporters are fighting over whether that gasoline can be sold year-round. And on Monday, the Supreme Court delivered a blow to the ethanol industry, which wants to increase sales and access to E15. Today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino on the Supreme Court's latest decision and what it means for refiners and the ethanol industry moving forward. It's Tuesday, January 11th. So Kelsey, the Supreme Court declined to hear a request on Monday from the biofuels industry to reconsider an appellate court decision. What was that original decision and how is that related to the Clean Air Act? Yeah, so the Clean Air Act takes into consideration something called a reed vapor pressure, which is essentially the measure of volatility of gasoline. So the lower the RVP, essentially the lower the volatility of the gasoline. So the Clean Air Act prohibits the sale of gasoline with a certain RVP during the summer months, June 1st, September 15th. And Congress, with that in mind, amended the Clean Air Act to provide a waiver for fuel blends containing 10% ethanol. And so that's what we call E10, 10% ethanol, 90% gasoline. So that's essentially meant that E15, which is 15% ethanol, and 85% gasoline is prohibited during the summer months in several states. So that in mind, the Trump administration, its EPA, issued a new interpretation of when those limits on fuel volatility could be waived and allowed the year-round sale of E15. The challenge at the center of what the Supreme Court looked at on Monday centered around a U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia ruling that essentially vacated the Trump rule. They said that EPA exceeded its authority in issuing that rule. So that was the original decision that the biofuel group Growth Energy had hoped that the Supreme Court would reexamine. And the Supreme Court on Monday denied that petition to take a look at that decision. Got it. Now, how is the biofuel sector reacting to the news that the Supreme Court declined to take that case? Yeah, so Growth Energy, as I mentioned, was the group that originally had called on the Supreme Court to review the D.C. Circuit ruling. They had asked the court to consider whether EPA had the authority to allow year-round sales V15 and whether the Circuit Court had erred in vacating the rule. So in response, they said that they were disappointed that the court did not grant the petition, but they said that the Clean Air Act provides ample authority for EPA to pave the way for the expansion of E15 nationwide and year-round. And they said that they'll continue to explore all potential avenues to make E15 a reality. But, you know, I think given, you know, what they they had hoped to see here, this is obviously a blow. I saw another response from the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association, which said this basically underlines the need for the states to take action because it's becoming clear that there is not going to be a federal solution coming on this issue. So on the other side, refiners are happy with this decision, right? Yeah, so I I didn't get a direct response from AFPM, which is the refining group at the center of this case yet. But I think it's safe to say, yes, they're going to be satisfied with this decision. They had initially opposed the rule. They had argued that EPA didn't have the authority to determine E15 was substantially similar to E10. So, yeah, I think this 
is in their favor and that it's likely to be seen as a win for them. So has Biden's EPA been involved in this case at all? And what are the broader political considerations involved in this dispute? Yeah, so I think this is one of the more interesting elements of this case and this petition. So the Supreme Court not touching the D.C. Circuit decision basically means that any further action on the federal level to extend E15 sales year-round would have to come from EPA. So EPA declined to comment on the decision, but last month the Biden EPA submitted a brief to the Supreme Court that had said that they wanted the court to reject the petition, which is interesting, obviously, because the Trump EPA issued the ruling at the center of this. The Biden EPA wrote that while there were legitimate questions, the court's decision was based on a thorough application of settled statutory interpretation. And most interestingly, I think the agency pushed back against the claim that revising this decision would allow E15 to be sold more easily during the summer months. They said instead that there are a number of economic, logistical, and administrative barriers unrelated to the rule independently that's impeding the widespread use of E15. And so EPA is kind of looking at largely how it's going to approach ethanol in the renewable fuel standard, it issued a rule recently that was kind of seen as a mixed bag between ethanol interests and the refining industry. And I think this is another instance where we're seeing how the agency is going to move forward when it comes to this issue of biofuels and and how it's looking at the future of the corn industry and the future of the refining industry. Also, a new report from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration released on Monday detailed the impact of climate disasters in 2021. Throughout the year, there were 20 separate climate and weather disasters that caused at least $1 billion in damage. Add them all together, and there was $145 billion in damage across the country from those events. The 20 disasters combined killed 688 people during the fourth warmest year on record, according to the agency. NOAA's announcement also comes along with other sobering findings on Monday. The Rhodium Group, a climate research firm, said that U.S. greenhouse gas emissions spiked about 6.2% last year compared to 2020 levels. The spike isn't unexpected given the lockdowns at the start of the pandemic in 2020, but the new data point shows how far the U.S. is from hitting President Joe Biden's climate targets. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow.